I feel the presence of God at Metropolitan. That's first and foremost. I love the sanctuary and looking up and seeing Jesus looking down at me. Beyond that, I love the people here. There's so many different personalities. And I love being able to serve in the heart of the city. This is the Metropolitan United Methodist Church Podcast. want us to consider for a few moments the walk of faith, the walk of faith. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. And the church said, okay, we had a whole extra hour of sleep. And the church said, amen. Amen. The walk of faith. As we celebrate All Saints Sunday, and we have upon our hearts and minds those who have gone on to be with our Lord and Savior, we have a text that challenges us to really look at the walk of faith. The context for this text today is the religious leaders. Now, from last week's reading, we know that Jesus was challenging the chief priests and the elders of the church. But in this particular setting, while Jesus is talking to the Jewish community and Jesus' disciples, he's really challenging the behavior of the Pharisees and scribes. We have the Pharisees who are the lay leaders of the church. They are the primary representatives for the church. And so while we understand that maybe the Pharisees or scribes were not even in sight, Jesus wanted this community to understand they were learned people. They understood the Torah. And because of that, you need to listen to what they say, but don't pay attention to how they behave. It makes you wonder about who your role models might be. Jesus is saying that they know the law, they understand it, but somehow they fall short on doing what is required. They give the tithe, they give their tenth, they give a tithe of mint and dill and cumin, And yet, when it's most important, they neglect justice and compassion and mercy. So listen to the word that they teach, but do not follow their behavior. Jesus wants them to understand that the Pharisees and scribes are a poor representative of who it is that would be called a person of faith. And not because they didn't understand the word, not because they weren't wise in it, but for some reason being of show was more important to the scribes and Pharisees than being authentic in their way of being people of God. They were the ones giving the minute 
rules to the people of God in the synagogue, what you must do, what you must do to maintain purification, what you must do not to defile yourself. And yet they went about life doing whatever they wanted to do. And so Jesus is saying, I understand you have these as your representatives, but be clear that they're not the model. Be clear that while they understand the word, they are not living out the great commandments. They're not living out the greater picture. Even though they understood what it was that was taught in the word of God, they themselves refused to obey. Now, it's an interesting thing because the Pharisees were tired of this Jesus, this renegade prophet who had ridden into their space and time. And so as a result of that, they decided to ask him some questions to try to trip him up. And as we learned last week, Jesus, always faithful, Jesus, always aware, was successful. But he turns the table on them and asks them a question about the identity of the Messiah. Now, perhaps if Jesus had asked a question about some obscure point of law, they might have been able to answer. But no one could answer the question about the Messiah. No one could see beyond what they had in the written Torah to see what God was doing before their very eyes. They miss the whole point of Jesus being in that place, Jesus being the representative that could show them a fresh way of understanding the law. They were trying to trip him up. They were tired of people listening to this new prophet. After all, they were the leadership of the church. They were the ones that people were supposed to come to for authority. For an example, they were the ones who were supposed to ask all the questions and to be available to answer them. And in that time, Jesus, this person from Nazareth, has come into Jerusalem and says, one minute, don't listen to them. I want to teach you how to be a servant leader. I want to teach you how to be a servant teacher. I want you to know the word of God in a way that is alive and vital. It's so sad that those who were in charge, those who were left with the job of giving you all that you need, aren't really even seeing God's activity in their midst. Their obedience to covenant just wasn't there. Their obedience to the law just wasn't there. Their obedience to understanding that God placed before them all that they needed. And so it begs the question today, who is your role model? Where do you look for the wisdom to understand how to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this place? Richard Swanson says, if you want to know what someone believes, don't look at what they say to you, look at what they do. Don't listen to the words, look at the actions. It's more about walking the walk. Anybody can have that talk about what it means to love God, but what do you see in their movement? How do they show up in the world? What ministries are they actively participating in? I remember as a child, my mother was an usher, and as an usher, that meant we were the first people at church and the last ones to leave. 
Now, I must admit, as a child, I did not appreciate that fact. But as I've grown on this journey, I understand the service of an usher. I understand the hospitality of an usher because the ushers are usually the first person that you see when you come into the house of God and the last person that you see on your way out the door. They're the people who are the very hands and feet of Jesus saying, welcome into this place. Who are your role models. When you talk about the walk of faith, who is it that you lift your eyes to and say, I want to embody that person. I want to learn how to be a part of the walk of justice because of this person. I want to be the person who says, I'm going to find peace for all people with justice because of this individual. Who are the people's lives that have made a difference in your world so that when you come to church, it's not just a place to come, but it's a place of service, a place where you truly give back. It's a place where you have that essence that I am here to be of service. I am here to be on a walk that says I see God in every place. It's not about what happens to us in the world. It's how we respond to what happens to us. Because challenges are going to arise. Difficult times are going to come. But as people of faith who stand on the word of God, we know that when we lean into the power of God known through the word, when we have a challenge, even though we're walking through the valley, it is God that walks with us. We are never alone. Jesus weeps with us. Jesus walks with us. Having that understanding, as we know it is our goal to move towards the church triumphant whenever our time here is over, who are you pattering yourselves after? Jesus tells those people, to listen to the Pharisees because they seat on the seat of Moses, do what they say, but not as they do. Don't let your being in this place be created because you want to be honored as they wanted to be honored. They always looked good. They always said the right things, but their behavior did not reflect the gospel, the walk of faith is a walk of assurance and trepidation with God being that force which leads us. God being that force that says, I will show you where to go. This All Saints Sunday, let these words help us to understand that beyond the title and privilege that we may have, this word teaches us that the movement of God is all around us, is an invitation for us to get in sync. Allow this reading to challenge our consciousness. Allow this reading to move us to more compassion. Allow this reading to allow us to be more loving, more kind. Help it to give us energy for inspired action in this world. This text is about embracing a holistic community of faith 
Carter Haywood in an article in the Christian Century said that this text is about genuine humility, not the humility that says you have a sad story or you look down or you have misty eyes, but the humility that says I am radically connected to each and every person. I am my brother. I am my sister. I have a stake in what happens to them. Jesus understood this kind of connectedness. Jesus pushes us and challenges us in the faith community to respect one another, to see ourselves in one another, to see the light of Christ no matter what is presented before us, that there's always that light underneath the challenge. This walk of faith is about being authentic and not play acting. That's what the Pharisees and the scribes were doing. They were making all the right movements and action, but for all the wrong reasons. This text challenges us to do a walk of faith that truly embraces love, that seeks peace with justice. It's a walk of faith that promotes mercy. It's a walk of faith that says, just as I am, God will receive me as long as I'm open to the movement of spirit within me. This All Saints Sunday, who are the people who have held up the light? Who are the people who have demonstrated for you the power and presence of God? Who are the people that give you strength to walk this journey? Don't be a hypocrite like the Pharisees and scribes. Be people of faith. Be people of love. Be people of mercy and kindness. The word of God for the people of God. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Metro UMC podcast. Please join us for worship at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings or at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays for 5 o'clock rush. You can find more information at metroumc.org or on Facebook under Metropolitan United Methodist Church. Metropolitan United Methodist Church is a biblically-based, multicultural, diverse, Christ-centered congregation where everyone is welcome.